Welcome to Torn, Finding a Mom Life Balance. On this bi-weekly podcast, we're your hosts, Athena, Mama T, and Memes. And here on this podcast, we'll find ways to cope with motherhood, laugh our woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt, all in the hopes of helping us all feel a little less torn. On today's podcast, we're going to catch up and we're going to share with you all about the surprises we came across during our first year of mommyhood. And we're going to wrap up the show with a segment we like to call The Mend, um, something that we've put in place to help us cope with our mommyhood, and we hope helps you too. Tell us, what what was your experience, Sammy, when you became a mom that first year all over the place uh you go from excitement because you're like tummy time and oh he sat up and he's doing all of these wonderful things and he's on track but he still was not sleeping and eating (laughs) (laughs) so it was insane and people are like you know especially old school people they're like lots of fresh air I'm like my kid was out for three hours he's only three months old it's like how much fresh air (laughs) everyone's like put cereal in that bottle and I'm like believe it or not when I do that he just throws it (laughs) insane but he can turn the pages of books and he was starting to like you know talk abuela was his first word (laughs) (laughs) it was just really comical to say to say the least yeah yeah a lot of my reflections led me to um unexpected uncontrollable um fear because I I just reminiscing about the first well when she fell out of the bed out of her crib it's like okay first night in your PJ's retraction and you hit the floor you're no longer wearing PJ's retraction (laughs) (laughs) Um, and just aside from not being able to control things it's like this dread of if anything goes wrong, if so, you know, the first time I didn't 100% check the temperature on the bath or, you know, just I, I feel like the, the year did come with a celebration of the milestones that I later felt guilty for not documenting as closely as I should have, um, but then resolved to, like, just be present because there were so many little things um, to necessities or... Um, one that threw me for a loop was not wanting to go from breastfeeding to a bottle. So even if I had been disciplined with a breastfeeding pumping schedule, <laughs> she was refusing to drink from the bottle. So it's this fear of like, okay, I don't have as much milk stocked up as I'd like, but even if I did, my kid wouldn't be using it because <laughs> she doesn't want to drink from a bottle. And I didn't even think that. I, I was just so unaware that that would even be possible. Um I don't know. I feel like the calm was that first night in the hospital 
together. And then it was the middle of the night, like, oh my God, I don't want to hear her crying, but I need to change her before I feed her again so she can go back down. And it was just like simple things like that, that you're so tired or adjusting that it's a slight change, but I couldn't figure it out. I really had to like talk that one out and figure out what I was doing wrong. And it was because I was feeding her quickly to just shut her up. <laughs> and then I needed to just pause and change her diaper and then feed her. But I don't know. I feel like all that roller coaster and then the unexpected is the biggest feeling I remember. Yeah. The first year becoming a mom for me, because I started with adoption being that we adopted an eight-year-old child. And so when we brought our son home at eight years old, I quickly realized that one, I really had no idea how an eight-year-old should be. (laughs) Because what I thought an eight-year-old should be is probably now, you know, nine years into parenting is really, um, what I thought an eight-year-old was, was closer to like a 16-year-old. I don't know why, what I was thinking. I was like, man, why can't you do this stuff yourself? Like, why do you need me so much? So the neediness, I guess I never realized and never saw even infants as needy, like super, super needy. And so we bring home our son and everything is mom 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 and I don't remember ever being that as a child myself being that needy like always needing my mom's attention or always needing my mom's approval or always needing my parents to like be involved in everything so it just threw me for the first year of having someone cling to me (laughs) Because I'm not very much a clingy person. So it was, it was, that was like the hardest part for my first year of parenting. And then the second twist to it was like understanding parenting styles, like not realizing that what was modeled to me um, of like mom does certain things and dad does other things and they kind of worked in silo. They didn't ever really work jointly through things together growing up and trying to model that myself with my husband and then realizing I hated that. Like I did not like being the only one homeschooling our son because we chose homeschool um, when he first came home or the only one that was involved in his education or the only one that cared about like the types of clothes he was wearing or making sure he had the right size clothes Um, and having to like get my husband to be on the same page as me and form our own parenting for our family that that was like the hardest thing in the first year because it's like you're sleep deprived you're scared because you think you're ruining this person or missing out on this person's like major milestones. Um, but, and then also trying to coordinate with my husband be like, are you here? Where are you? Why do you always disappear? He's like, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right behind you. But it feels like, feels like you left the room for longer than I thought you should have left the room. Um So getting over that anxiety and being able to communicate past the tired, communicate past the scared, um, 
and trying to communicate clearly because um, my husband, he's good at coming alongside, but in the beginning, it was a lot of like having to tell him how to help me and I couldn't verbalize it. So I'm like, uh, I don't know, just jump in and do something, <laughs> do something like there's all this that needs to get done. How do you not see that it needs to get done? Just do something. Um so that that was the biggest thing with the first year parenting, realizing that the way my parents raised me was not going to work for the way I my personality works with parenting. And then realizing how needy children are from whatever age you get them. I think it's interesting because as I was thinking back on this, so much of it is just from my perspective and it was the thing you know, my partner did not stir when the baby stirred in the middle of the night. <laughs> so, um, but certain parts of zero to 12, I feel I, I viewed and anticipated and wanted to be very one-on-one. Um, it was, I think for me, it was after one that I started feeling that feeling of like, jump in, you know, I don't want to play tag team where I tag you in to do something with the baby, but yet I'm picking up another task. Um, Because it's it's interesting, all the things I highlighted were really middle of the night, our day routine while I was home, he was already back at work. so it felt, I don't know, something about that bonding period for me was very one-on-one. I feel like a lot of my expectations of shared, a lot of it makes me even think that it comes back to things we've talked about in the previous episodes of um, personality, your style, your organization, because even necessities, when I think about the neediness and necessities, even what you consider necessary shifts, right? Like for yourself and for them. Do I need all these things in the bag? Do I need to pack this bag the night before for every outing? Like wherever I could do things to find some sort of survival that shifted. Um, But the tasks were probably something that after one, I definitely appreciate because even when I think about my my mom being around in the first three months it you know I still felt like I had my personal time with the baby and enjoyed you know sharing that with her like she had lots of firsts with her you know baths and dressing and different things that I didn't mind sharing but I also felt like I had my own bonding time so a lot of it for me was like personal bonding time and then I guess when the reality check of like life and all the other things that still had to happen um, came in, it was definitely like, I'd love to outsource this to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for, yeah. And for me, it wasn't so much outsourcing. Like I realized that the, you know, cause with um, our older son, it wasn't waking up in the middle of the night for the feedings so much. It was waking up in the middle of the night because he was having a night tremor or um, just nightmares. And so 
making sure that we were both there to console him. So it was more of, and that's what my husband always say is like, there's so much to do. We could be so much more productive if we actually divided and conquered. But I never in my entire parenting journey, I've never felt comfortable doing it a hundred percent alone. And it's like, even now that we have four sons, like even with our youngest son, I even feeding him in the middle of the night and stuff, it was my husband getting up and going to get him and changing his diaper and bringing him to me so that I can feed him. And then having the company of my husband while I fed the child and spoke to the child and we would sing songs to it to then him putting the baby back to sleep. Um, So it's always something done together because Every time, and I don't know, it's just, it might just be my personality, but every time I do something alone with my child, even with my oldest now, who is now 17, it always feels like half of me is missing. And the full me is not getting to experience, and we're not giving our child the full us, like the full parent attention if we're both not there. Um, and it's just something that we've instilled since we brought our oldest home and I've really enjoyed seeing it in all the different stages because we went from having an eight-year-old be our first child to then experiencing the infant part of it um but yeah the the help I'll always take it (laughs) I'll always take the joint help that that's it's interesting the day that I gave birth early morning I remember spending lots of time with my son and I loved it I was in the hospital and I thought nothing of it but he wanted to be held and that was like the start of my nightmare because he never wanted to be put down and I could not take the crying and with the bell's palsy the sound is actually heightened Mm -hmm. so when he cried even though everyone else was like he'll stop crying and I'm like you have no idea what it sounds like to me plus I think a mother hearing her child cry already does something so that was the start of my sleep deprivation and I just had the child who woke up 12 times throughout the entire night who wanted to during the night every two hours and I felt very alone and I think that's probably why I am a single mom whose son's dad is in his life and he's active however I chose to be okay with ending the relationship because I felt alone in it all like and yes I have a certain standard he probably would say and say that's why I felt alone but you bond with your child and I did a lot to bring him safely into this world. And I'm like, um, yeah, I'm going to make sure that the bottle is not um, drenching him in his sleep and he's wet or that his diaper is not soggy. I'm going to change it. It was like, no, I need you to like do these things with excellence and have a standard. So never mind, I'll do it myself. So I was very much like, never mind, I'll do it myself. And it was a hard road because of all the different wake ups. And to this day, just last night, I was on the because he he sleeps in my bed with me. 
even though I try to put him in his bed, he wakes up at 10, 10 p.m. every night and gets right in my bed. I'm sleeping on the edge of the bed. And this is a king-size bed. He literally is, like, up underneath my armpit. And I just stick my head up, and I look at all the space <laughs> in bed. And I'm like, really? This is, like, from day one. <laughs> I just, and so for me, it's like their personalities are already developed from the time they just enter the world and, and really strongly. And so that's what su- surprised me. Because as an educator, you're always thinking how much of it is nature, how much of it is nurture. And even though it is both, it's just interesting to see how much it's just like, this is, this is who they are. What was your mend during your first year of parenting? And it could be memes or mama tea, either one of you. What was your thing that you implemented or perspective that you um, reframed in order to get through the first year and make it like a joyful experience? And it's interesting because I think the things that some of our conversations are um, surfacing for me have so much to do with my own scheduling of time. And, but for me, the, the balance was a routine. Um, I wasn't going to avoid something so that she napped at exactly the same time, but I did like wake up, feed, you know, bath, tummy time or some sort of music or stimulation or developmental thing. Um, morning nap, into another you know another feeding you know and it shifted throughout the year but still there was like a set structure to our our start of our day the bonding time the the exposure music exercise um and that I actually tied my like kind of a clung to that as a way to see through my day and see through my week and feel in control. And it's interesting because I I probably haven't found such a set routine that I actually was a rhythm I was comfortable with and brought me peace probably in any other phase of my life. But that was really what it, it made me feel in control. It made me feel like it was doable and, you know, healthy for her, balancing for me, and gave that calm. What got me through is pure comedy. Um, I, in my head, come up with skits. I (laughs) jot down, like, jokes. I promise you, I'm like, I'm going to create a 30-minute to an hour show off of being a mom coming up with silly songs to sing to him, with him, silly dances, nicknames, just needed to laugh the blues, so to speak, away. Um, And by nature, I love to laugh. And so that is the thing that grounded me. So it's like I was either laughing, crying, or praying for some sleep. Uh, So, yeah, lots of lots of comedy. Uh, and that's probably why he's so silly too. 
Can you share? Can you share a skit, a song? <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, huh. I'm have to go. A, a song. A song. A song. <laughs> yeah, a song that you used to sing to him or a song that you would just make up in your mind. So <laughs> it's so I call him Chick Chick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so literally I just now that he's older sometimes I'm like I'm just like chick chick come here what are you doing chick chick and he's like don't call me chick chick I'm Malachi <laughs> and I'm like no you're gonna always be my chick chick you're chick chick and so when he's annoyed that I'm calling him that I'm like this is how I feel when you're like mommy mommy mommy, mommy, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like we're even now, okay? <laughs> that was awesome. I would say to help me get through the first year of parenting, it was finally letting go of every expectation, letting every dream die. <laughs> That sounds terrible, but it's true. It's like, let my, yeah, it's just let my son be who he was going to be and not be embarrassed about it, not feel like it needed to be different because my son, he's athletic, but where he thrived was theater. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I have a theater geek in my house and he's related to me. Like, this is just crazy. I produced this. Um, So, but embracing it. And it was so crazy because I ended up becoming more enthralled with it than him. Like, so when he walked away from theater school, I like cried about it. I was like, is this seriously something? I'm like, now I'm all in. Like, now I know all the right words and the right way to you know, prep for a play. And I even started teaching theater at our co-op. Um, and when we were homeschooling and he was like, mom, I'm, I'm done with theater. <laughs> I guess I got too involved. <laughs> but So he walked away from it, but it was just letting go of everything that I thought was important mm-hmm. and really just connecting with my son and realizing what was important to him and what his desires were and then just nourishing that rather than fabricating what I thought was important and trying to like figure out the lanes ahead of time and make sure all those opportunities were there rather than doing that just my son and getting to know him more and understanding his personality and what he enjoyed and what he didn't enjoy and then helping him get involved in whatever he felt called to do. So a lot more conversation than I thought I ever would have with my kid. I'm like, really? We're talking about this now? And because even with my other children, I'm like, why are we having this conversation? You're only like five. (laughs) Like, this is too deep for a five-year-old. But this is where you're at. So um, so really, with my first son, I learned to just not make them either because it wasn't even so much living like my dreams that I didn't fulfill for myself it was like dreams that I even realized I had for kids that I never even imagined like they're here now and then I'm like oh okay so you're gonna be a basketball athlete and you're gonna love basketball and you're gonna love 
reading and writing and you're not gonna like math because I don't like math either and it's like no they're not mini me and they're not everything I desired to be and they're also not what I think today is the American dream like they're not that either they're their own person and just helping them figure out who they are and supporting them so I got exposed to so many things in my first year that I never thought I would get exposed to, like even music. I don't play an instrument. I tried so hard to learn the guitar for my older son because I knew he loved music. And Steve just told me to stop, my husband, because I was just tone deaf and really bad at it. And so I'm like, well, I'll learn to appreciate music in a different way so that I could connect with him. Appreciate theater in a different way so I could connect with him. So it became more about widening my horizons to connect with my son Mm -hmm. the last thing I'll share is I had to get I love structure and consistency and to some extent routines and I had to get over and accept that not no one day will ever look the same for me again in my life (laughs) (laughs) my child is anti-routines no matter how much I try and that's that's been a struggle for me that like or maybe the fact that I can't impose consistency on him has been frustrating to me yeah Mm -hmm. so I I totally agree with like drop all expectations (laughs) (laughs) yeah drop all expectations it's like and um but and then I would say the joyous, like, I, I was wondering what was the one thing in your first year of being a mother that you recognize in a good way that, like, shifted from, like, not being a mom or even transferring for you guys from the pregnancy to actually holding this little person in your arms? Like, what was a shift that was, like, a positive thing that you were totally not expecting? Um. My daughter is so pleasant first, like as soon as she gets up in the morning. And I don't think I, I still struggle to even be cordial in the morning. (laughs) And um, she definitely, and that's something like it made me shift because I wasn't going to take that away from her. I didn't want to dampen it. I didn't want to reflect something other to her. I kind of took it as my own little blessing and positive start to my day and like the, I could I can chalk up every morning to like my first interaction for the most part my first interactions with her um to be a like a smile looking forward to the day it's never she never has like that draggy feeling I get sometimes about the beginning of the day and that is inspiring like I think a lot of the things we've talked about um, like make us reflect on who we are and how we face the world and they, our kids are challenging us to just see that there's a different way. It doesn't have to be our way, but it's a very close lens on like a different way. Um, and that I, I'm very grateful for every morning. It's such a ray of sunshine and positivity as soon as I open my eyes. Uh, for me, I think I can live in a place of self-doubt and just to see how confident and radiant he is, is 
refreshing. And that's why sometimes I second guess how to discipline him because there is a level of like self-advocacy and like being bold that I actually admire a little less when it's being done to me uh, <laughs> or being used against me. But I, I really do admire it and I don't want him to ever shrink or be silenced, not have a voice. And there's like a strength and a resilience in it that I'm really proud of. It's just hard being the mother to a son who has all of that to have. Um, but yeah, I, I do admire it in him i just we need to cultivate it for for good (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would say in my in the first year of parenting i think the most positive thing that happened for me was realizing i don't know because when you set out to adopt like in your brain you say well uh, I'm helping someone right like it's going to be a better life for them you're giving them an opportunity it's a loving thing to do and then you go do it and then that starts happening and you're still shocked by it (laughs) like I don't know how to explain that like I'm still shocked (laughs) and in awe of how this relationship has radically changed not only my child's life me and my husband's life our marriage our family and how it's trickled down to even our three biological kids so in that first year starting to see the change and see the impact of stepping out and doing something that we were very scared to do excited to do told not to do encouraged to do got so many mixed messages about and then start seeing in that first year it unravel to being a good thing you know seeing those positive things start happening in the mix of the chaos <laughs> that happens with becoming a parent um so it was taking it seeing something go from a thought to reality that shocked me the most the first year of being a parent um to my son Thanks for joining us and hope these first year surprises were relatable. Next week, we will discuss lessons learned through seasons with our children. Don't forget to subscribe. Share your torn moments or suggest amend at tornmlb at gmail.com. Follow us at tornmlb on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. For mommies, by mommies. Thank you all.